Coming to you from beautiful British Columbia, this is the Kelly Hale Real Estate Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Kelly Hale Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Hale. Today I have a guest for the third time. I'm so happy that she has come to talk with me again. Um, This is Katie McKenzie with The Mortgage Group. Thank you for being here today. My pleasure. So Katie has been on the show a couple times where we've talked about choosing a mortgage broker versus a bank and the big question of the stress test and what's it all about. Um, So I asked Katie to come in and talk to me today about what are the top questions that she gets from buyers when they come sit down with her to to talk about their mortgage pre-approval. So I'll have you start out, Katie. Yeah, thanks. Um, Well, contrary to popular belief, it is not what is your best five-year rate. Mm. So 10 years ago, I would have said yes, that was our number one question. Um, But number one question I get asked is how much can I be approved for? So this speaks back to um, the stress test and its implications um, and clients not understanding how it applies to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, how much can I be approved for leads into, you know, now I can go shopping with my realtor. They need to know from me how much I can get approved for. Yes. Yeah. Very important to everybody. Before <laughs> you go looking at houses or looking online, it's very important to get that pre-approval amount. So. You're not wasting your time and getting your hopes up or wasting anybody else's time for that matter. Yeah. So, and so you don't fall in love with the property that you can't afford. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So that's number one. Uh, number two um, is what is my actual monthly payment? So I've been approved for, you know, 800000 What is that in terms of a payment? Mm-hmm. I find more and more people are fiscally responsible mm-hmm. and they're determining what their household cash flow is. Mm-hmm. Um, available for their housing costs. So that would be their mortgage payment, property taxes, strata fees, uh, any of the other utilities. Mm -hmm. So quite often they'll say, well, I can get approved for this, thank you, but what is my actual payment? Mm -hmm. Um, Because we might be able to qualify you for more than you're actually going to want to spend. Especially here in the city, a lot of people like to do other things and live outside their house as well. Yes. So you don't want to eat into, you know, 100% of the cash flow that might be available as per qualification. Right. So that actually brings up the thought for me, um, these online mortgage (laughs) pre-approval calculators, Uh, why would you suggest people not to... uh, if you simply want to know, my mortgage is 800, the rate is 2.89, amortized over 25 years, there's the payment, that's okay. We all have those calculators on our websites. Mm-hmm. Steer clear of the pre-qualification calculators. Okay. So this get pre-qualified in 60 seconds mm-hmm. is a load of crap mm-hmm. because it cannot tell you the things you need to know. So steer clear of those. But if you're simply going back and saying, hmm, I might have another $50,000 to put down. Mm-hmm. Katie told me the payment was $2,500 a month. If I put down an extra 50000 my mortgage is 50000 less at rate of 2.89 over 25 years. What does that payment look like? Right. That you can do. Okay. Um, and I do use an application. Uh, this is not a paid or promoted ad, mm-hmm. but I use the Canadian Mortgage app. It's a little greenhouse with a little red Canada flag. It does any and every calculation you could ever want to use. Okay. Um, and, and they do update it if there are any updates to any lending rule changes as well. Awesome. And so you have that on your website? 
I don't have the app on my website. Okay. I do have a payment calculator there. Okay. Um, but uh, if anyone wants to reach out, I can screenshot what it looks like for your... I use it on an iPhone. Okay. Uh, but very easy to use. Perfect. Okay, yeah. that's great. Thank you for that. Yeah. Um, and the third question that comes up a lot is, how long is this going to take? Mm -hmm. We're all busy. We all have things to do. Mm -hmm. Time is precious. Mm -hmm. And although I can't tell you how long it's going to take, mm -hmm. what I will, will say is invest the time up front. Mm -hmm. If I give you a list of to-dos mm -hmm. and we're not under a time crunch mm -hmm. because you've, you're under contract and you have a subject removal period, mm -hmm. get me everything I need up front. Mm -hmm. It won't feel stressful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you wait and send me everything when we've got five days to get everything done, it mm -hmm. will feel stressful. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So how long does it take? That also depends on your specific scenario. Mm -hmm. If you've already introduced me to your realtor mm -hmm. so that we can connect and I can get the property documentation. Mm -hmm. It depends if you've signed a contract and then gone out of town for summer vacation mm -hmm. for a week with the kids. So it, it just depends. Mm -hmm. um, but not as long as you think. Mm -hmm. So again, if, if your mortgage professional is asking you for documentation, my best advice there is to get it to them up front. Mm -hmm. um, because then if there's anything that we need to do up front, any hurdles to, to leap over, we can do that in advance. Yes. Yeah. Be proactive. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then another one that comes up um, is in regards to down payment. So mm -hmm. again, looking to sort of get around this stress test rules. So uh, can I have a larger down payment that's gifted from, mm -hmm. from family? Mm -hmm. um, with, with some purchase types, so typically if you're buying a residence, something to live in, mm -hmm. a gifted down payment from an immediate family member is okay. Mm -hmm. If you're purchasing a rental, mo a large majority of the lenders won't allow you to use gifted funds. Okay. They want you to have your own skin in the game. Right. Um, so you wanna, you just wanna make sure um, that you ask those questions uh, upfront with regards to down payment. Right. There's also a, a number of considerations. People hold money overseas. You might be new to Canada, mm -hmm. um, and you might be. It might take you longer to move money mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. your down payment into Canada, mm -hmm. or you might be holding it overseas for exchange rate reasons. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so timing on when to get that into Canada mm -hmm. and how you do that, and documentation for our anti-money laundering policies, right. which we've had in place mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. as long as I have known. Um, so yeah, asking those sort of questions up front. So there, there is a rule on how long the money should be sitting in your bank account, correct, before you... Yeah, and it varies, but... Uh, I'll say all-encompassing, the rule is 90 days. Okay. So you need it in your bank account for 90 days. Mm -hmm. If there's any large recent transactions in that 90-day period, the lender can ask what the source of funds is. Okay. Um, I have also had lenders ask that if someone is very young and has a large account balance mm -hmm. that isn't understandable as to how they've accumulated that, mm -hmm. given their age, occupation, and salary, mm -hmm. they may ask how mm -hmm. you received that. Mm -hmm. Um, it could have been an inheritance. You're a poker player. Mm -hmm. um, so they may they may ask for clarification on that. Okay. Coming into Canada, lenders usually want the money on deposit in Canada okay. 30 days prior to closing. Right. Now, okay. it doesn't have to be necessarily in Canadian funds. Mm -hmm. So good example, if you're American, mm -hmm. the funds are in U.S. dollars. You can come here, open a U.S. dollar account, mm -hmm. but it's on deposit in a Canadian institution. Right. 30 days. So okay. that's a general rule of thumb. Right. Okay. So lots of little intricacies when it comes to 
getting your mortgage pre-approval. Yeah. Very along very very many topics for sure. Yeah. Um, I hope this is okay. I do have a question mm-hmm. that something that you know when I was a realtor in Ontario, I worked with a lot of renters and because they didn't have the money for the down payment, so we I would take them around to see houses, townhouses, condos, and so we had to submit their uh, credit report with that. And a lot of them maybe had some issues, and even the smallest of issues that affect their credit score, and mm-hmm. we, we would really struggle sometimes in, in getting them those rentals. But again, it also has to do with when you're trying to get a mortgage as well, that your credit score is, is a major factor. So maybe as a, as a young as a maybe a first-time buyer, what would you suggest to them to just be aware of when you're saving for a house um, to make sure that you keep your credit your credit score on point? Mm-hmm. First thing is to obtain a copy of it. So mm-hmm. you can go through Equifax, mm-hmm. Equifax.ca, and obtain a copy of it just to understand what's on there. Mm-hmm. Um, a number of tips would be pay your bills on time. Mm-hmm. Seems easy enough, um, but you go on vacation, you forget a payment, you're a week late, mm-hmm. don't think anything of it, it can come back to bite you. Mm-hmm. So setting up automatic payments mm-hmm. so that the minimum monthly payment is made from mm-hmm. your bank account mm-hmm. so that if you happen to forget, mm-hmm. it's automatically paid. Yes. At least that minimum required payment. Yes. Um, also not closing old, old, old accounts. So people will say, well, I'm going to get a mortgage soon, so I'm going to start to clean up my credit. Right. So they'll close the card that they've had since they were 18, 19, excuse me, mm-hmm. and um, doesn't have a balance on it. They haven't used it in years, but it is the oldest standing credit account. Mm. So now what they've done basically is shortened their credit history, the term over which they've had credit. Right, yeah. And that drops your credit rating mm-hmm. temporarily, mm-hmm. but if you're trying to do everything possible to increase it, yes. don't close the old accounts. If you really don't want to use those cards, put them in a Ziploc, put them in the drawer, mm-hmm. don't use them. Mm-hmm. Get the mortgage, and then we can deal with it after. Yeah. Um, Another one is to keep your balances below limit. Mm -hmm. And this doesn't always happen with Visa cards, but we see it with lines of credit. You need a $10,000 car loan, so you go get a $10,000 line of credit, draw $10,000 on it. Mm -hmm. Now your credit bureau is saying, ooh, we're at our limit. That's Mm -hmm. not necessarily a good thing, and Mm -hmm. it temporarily drops your credit rating. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I always say, you know, if you need 10, ask for 15, only draw 10. Yeah, so you have that that extra space there. Yeah, so keeping your balances under 70% of the credit limit was once told to us as something that's good. Mm -hmm. Um, Inquiries to your your credit. So, you know, or or, um, you walk into the bay, you know, oh, 10% off with a bay card, say no. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> um, or you're doing your home insurance. Mm-hmm. Oh, we can get you a better um, rate on your premium mm-hmm. if we do a soft credit check. Mm. So soft credit checks don't hurt your credit rating as much as hard ones do. So mm-hmm. if I pull your credit, it's considered a hard credit check. Okay. Too many of any or all of the above. Mm-hmm. Um, and the credit bureau starts to say that your credit's seeking. Now we're going to drop your credit rating. Right. Because your credit seeking. Yes. So pull your credit, find out where it is. Mm-hmm. If there's anything that's old on there that you thought you'd had, um, you know, fixed up, gotten rid of, yeah. it may still be lingering. Yeah. And not hindered you from getting credit in terms of a credit card at a bank, but it may have an impact as to your approval amount, mm-hmm. the lender choices that we can use, and your interest rate. Mm-hmm. 
Right. The better the credit, you know, the, the more options you have. Yeah, exactly. And there's small little things that can be done that everyone can do. It's not, not a science. You know, it's not like, oh, you need to have a larger income or you need to have a larger down payment. These are simple steps that you can take. Yes. Um, and as simple as having a look at it and yeah. implementing them. Yeah. Awesome. That's really great information. Thank you very much. Yeah. If you guys have any other questions, um, if you're starting to look for homes and you want to get your mortgage pre-approval under wraps, you can contact Katie. She's awesome. She works again for the Mortgage Group here in Vancouver, B.C., and if you want to tell us how we can contact you. Yeah, absolutely. You can reach me. All my contact information and social media channels are on my website at mackenziemortgage.com. That's M-A-C-K-E-N-Z-I-E-M-O-R-T-G-A-G-E.com. Great. Thanks again for all that awesome information. And again, this is the Kelly Hale Real Estate Podcast. Reach me at kellyhale at royalapage.ca or on Instagram at Kelly Hale Real Estate. Have a great day, guys.